perseverance. There is going to be setbacks. There's going to be obstacles, you know, like in anything in life. So you got to keep going, keep learning, get into a mastermind group, get, be with like-minded people because that adds fuel. So I go to conferences, I'm involved in other groups and, and that energizes me at whenever I may feel like I'm, I'm hitting a wall and I feel so energized by being around other people. I'm always learning from other people, you know, and that's exciting to me. Hey, it's Rod Cleef, author of the best-selling book, How to Create Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties. And I want to tell you, I've got an incredible three-day boot camp coming up in Los Angeles. It's January 17th, 18th, and 19th, and my good friend Adam Adams is coming to add even more value again. And this event is not a sell-a-thon, okay? We, you know, we don't bring in outside speakers to sell you stuff. It's just me with super successful investors like Adam teaching you about this exciting multifamily business and... Because 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset and your psychology. We also teach you how to take massive freaking action with what you learn. So if you're an Adam Adams listener, use that code, Adam Adams, to get $100 off your already very reasonably priced tickets. Now go to rodinlosangeles.com and use the code Adam Adams. And Adam and I will look forward to seeing you there. So again, that code is Adam Adams at rodinlosangeles.com. We'll see you soon. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by RealBlueSpruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, AAA Adams, and today I am here with a friend of mine. Actually, he runs a meetup group out in Los Angeles, and, and I had the pleasure of speaking at that meetup group. They crushed it. I'm talking, they had so many people in there. It was literally standing room only. I think there was at least 10 people standing the entire time. Not only is he crushing it in the meetup, but he's crushing it in business. He went from recently closing a $1.7 million apartment community, and he decided to go 10 times bigger. He's closing on a $15 million right now as we record and so we're going to learn a little bit about mindset today. We're going to understand a lot about Gary and what he's done. So with that said, Gary, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, and how you got into real estate three years ago after selling your business. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for having me, Adam. I'm, I'm a big fan, and uh, I love what you do. You've, you've taught me a lot through your uh, podcast and your conference, so uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Uh, even as a kid, I was uh, shoveling uh, driveways and uh, auto detailing cars. And I just had that mindset of always wanting to do something on my own. Um, maybe it was a little naive, I guess. Um, but um, I, I, that, that's what motivated me the most of, of having control of my own destiny. And that's what gets me excited. I've never really worked for anyone else. And um, you know, I need that constant action, that uh, that deal flow. That's what gets me up. That's what gets me excited. And, um, you know, I, I uh, sold a business a few years ago. I had been investing in real estate previously before that. But now it really, you know, I had the freedom and I had some cash to play with to really delve in. And it took me kind of a while to figure out what I wanted to do in real estate. I got my real estate license, um, not necessarily to, to sell houses, uh, but, um uh, just to, to really gain more knowledge, and I thought I was going to be doing more flips. Um, and then I kind of stumbled on multifamily. I was going to a lot of meetups, 
and um, listening to a lot of podcasts, reading a lot of books. And that was a good fit for me because it was like running a business and that's what I had experience in. It wasn't, you know, a single family house is very like mom and pop issue. It's all hands on. And here I was able to build a team. So I was excited about that. As an entrepreneur, I had that mindset of kind of doing things on my own. And, and not until I kind of switched that mindset about working with others did, uh, did the, the kind of the multifamily world really open up and, and, and started to gain some momentum because, you know, I was, uh, I was a lone wolf. Now working with someone else, you, you're bouncing off that energy, the ideas, and, and having more confidence because, you know, you're, someone else is looking at uh, a deal or whatever, and that really, like, propelled me over the last uh, year. Okay. Got it. Got it. So there's so many questions that are on my mind and I know we could take this interview in many, many directions. You are a systems person. You like to figure out the system and get, get everything offloaded so that you can be more successful. Let me ask you how that worked in your last business that you sold three years ago. Um, so in the beginning of that business, you know, we, we, uh, I ran that for 16 years. I was doing everything and, uh, the accounting, running programs, hiring people. And, you know, if I was actually building systems in the beginning um, and hiring good people, man, you know, we, we were working when I sold it with 9,000 kids daily. If I had, if I started the systems from the beginning, we probably could have been working with 18,000, 27,000 kids. We could have gotten so much, uh, um, done so much more. So, once we started really thinking about our business as a business versus a mom and pop, it really changed everything. We put really good people in place and trained them. And that, that took, took years to do. And we worked with a, uh, with a coach to get us there. We built out a uh, one-year, three-year, five-year business plan. And I joined a mastermind group. And it really helped me keep uh, on task. And by the time I sold it, really, there wasn't much of a place for me, quite honestly, because we had a really good team in place. So the value what I brought to the company was was uh, minimalized, you know. So I was looking for my next chapter to really uh, try something new and um, kind of work with my creative side and my business side. And that's 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 when I really wanted to get into to real estate full time because I had been dabbling in it and um, and, and knew that systems really help propel you so much faster, you know, to get you from, you know, from point A to point B, you know, directly versus, you know, I was going all squiggly, you know? So one, one thing that I wanted to ask, um, and thank you for going into all the detail on that. That's really helpful. And I bet that really affects that your um, multifamily business as well. But I wanted to talk a little bit about your meetup group. First off, when did you start that meetup? So it wasn't that long ago. I started in, in May was my uh, first meetup. Okay. And what was the purpose? Like what, when you started it, what were you thinking in your, in your head? Like I'm going to, the reason I'm starting this is because this is going to happen. What's this? What was going to happen? Well, I wanted to be a thought leader. Um, so uh, that gave me an opportunity to kind of uh, get in front of people and talk about my passion of real estate and I wasn't, I should have been actually like, okay, this is the outcome I want to achieve. And I wasn't fully focused on that. I know I just wanted to get started, talk to people, have good people come in. I can learn from people and I can teach other people what I know. And uh, 
I just started just simple just to get started. And then now I'm a little bit more focused on what I want to achieve. Okay. What are, what are you looking to achieve now? Well, I'd love to get obviously more passive investors from that group. So I have to gear more my education based on that. And uh, we did a, a 42 unit case study on, on, on the building that we took over a few months ago. And, um, Everyone that came loved it. And we and the conversations from that was like some of the most powerful conversations we've had from that meetup because, um, you know, they, they, they just really enjoyed it. They saw how I thought and uh, they, they really loved it. So we're going to do more of that. Okay. And when we were prior to recording, you mentioned that you run webinars and you also mentioned that you can reach out to the meetup to let them know that you're going to have a webinar. So tell me more about how that works and how it's worked for you. Yeah. So uh, our group multifamily masters, I think we have about 2000 people within our, our group and there might be like 36 meetups throughout the U S right now and, and continuing to grow. Um, Kyle Mitchell and I, we do a webinar once a month on tax benefits. We do a case study. We do all different things, and we're able to blast it out to that group. And so a lot of people uh, can see us. And we certainly do it on social media and whatnot. But, yeah, we have regularly like 200 people at a time sign up for our meetup, which is fantastic. Sign up for the webinar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's incredible. That's incredible. And uh, for the person listening who wants to know what that translates into, I know that when I have people sign up for a webinar, not everybody shows up. So just what is a ratio that people can expect when they're, when they have uh, 200 signups, how many will be on the webinar? Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I think we're about 50 to 60, which is I think pretty good, you know, 25% or more. Uh, Oh no, 50 to 60%. I I feel. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that have a lot lower conversion rate than that. So you, you're doing something right. So you're on each and every one of these webinars that you're blasting out through your meetup, which kind of, to me, it looks like a funnel. The meetup is the biggest part of the funnel. People join, people come. And uh, then the webinar is where you know that it's, it's not just somebody who's interested in, in real estate. It's likely to be somebody who's a, an accredited investor who cares about tax benefits because, uh, you know, a lot of servers are, are not caring about the tax benefits right now because like the taxes aren't that big of a deal. Um, but when you're making, you know, 300000 a year or more, you really need this value. So I love it. You've got the, you've got this big part of, of the funnel. Then you're doing a monthly webinar. How often do you meet in your meetups? Uh, the meetups, uh, we do one, once a month in downtown LA. And we also do one in Phoenix because we're out there all the time looking at properties and, and caring for our properties. Uh, and then webinars also once a month. So this is just more touch points, you know, and we're building that relationship um, with the people that join us at the meetups and, and, and the webinars. And it's a great tool. Also, when I meet uh, new people, I could, you know, I can offer something to them and say, hey, um, give me your email. I'll send you uh, a, a copy of our, our webinar. And, and they, they love that. So um, I, you know, I just need to be a little bit uh, better in fine tuning that sales funnel. And um, that, again, that's something I learned at, uh, at the Raising Money Summit. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely a great tool that, uh, that I can take advantage of. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I mean, we could we could talk about this all day. I'm I'm really enjoying this. One one question that I want to know is for the listener, if they're considering doing what you've done, they which means 
have a, a meetup that's actually in the market where you live right. and also having a meetup in the market where you invest. Um, where do you get the most passive investors? Is it, is it people from LA right by where you live and all the money that they make or is it Phoenix because they can feel it, taste it, touch it? Um, you know, Phoenix, we haven't been going as long. So I would say uh, more investors have come from the, uh, from the, the downtown LA meetup. But, you know, we're, we're, we're able to now with the webinar reach people throughout the, the country. And certainly now, just because they go on a webinar doesn't mean that they can invest. We have to have a, a phone conversation with them. We have to build a, um, our, our relationship. But it's just another way for us to kind of uh, our, our expand our um, tentacles, if you will, you know, throughout yeah. the, the nation. So there's a lot of people in meetups that charge something. There's a lot of people that have an a, a annual fee. Um, sometimes it's $5, $10, $20, or maybe more uh, at each event. Right. And some people just do it for free. Like they, they just eat the cost. Right. I, if, if I understand correctly, when I was at the LA meetup, you charged something. Is that right? We had a, a donation. Donation. Uh, donation of $10. Um, and we've talked about charging a little bit. You know, we debate, you know, if there is some fee, um, are we going to get more passive investors, more people that are serious versus people that are just, you know, kind of checking it out. Um, that's something, something we've been debating for a while, but right now it's just a $10 donation. Okay. And the, and so what if somebody says like, I don't have, I don't have 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, um, we might collect 50% of the money of, of the people that show up and it's, it's not a big deal. Um, at our, our Phoenix meetup, we, we were actually having to pay for space now. So we actually got two sponsors to help us out defray the cost. So we have a, a lawyer that we're working with and one of the, the local bankers too. So, uh, they're helping cool. out there. So, um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So if, if I'm a listener and I want to get a sponsor, that sounds like, you know, it's going to save your life. It'll be very helpful. You make one call one time and you continue to have everything paid for. You don't have to ask your attendees for money. Um, so what does that look like if you have a sponsor? How did that phone call work when you called the banker and the lawyer? Yeah, we, um, we know we, we had to pay $200 for the space. So I reached out to our banker and said, Hey, you know, cause we, we, we work with him and he said, you know, would you be willing to chip in? Uh, we're looking for a hundred dollars a month. We want it to be consistent. So I'd ask for, you know, six months. Um, we'll have a, uh, um, your logo and mention you in the beginning. It's not really a, a sales pitch thing, but we're, we'll steer people your way if they're interested. Um, and same with the lawyer. I mean, they can get a lot of business out of it for them. It's, Hey, a hundred dollars and they could, they could, they could be making tons of money. So it's, it's a no brainer for them. And we just went to the people we're already working with, you know, certainly if, if they said no, we would, you know, expand that list and go out further. Uh, but we just went with the people we're working with first and they, they jumped out. So is that a contract attorney, a securities attorney, a real estate attorney? What kind of attorney? Um, real estate attorney. So uh, he, he worked on the, uh, the PSA for us and then with the lender as well. Uh, so he's making quite a, quite a bit of money off of us and, you know, one deal and, you know, he, he can do very well. So it's, you know, it's, it's uh, a no brainer for him. 
Awesome. Yeah, I would, I would love to, I would love to um, stay on this conversation uh, just one-on-one, even all outside of the um, podcast. So if you're, if you're open to it, I want to talk more sponsorship. Yeah. We, um, I've, I've really enjoyed working with sponsors and I find that the events can cost so much more than just uh, 200 bucks. Yeah. There's all, there's a lot of, there's a lot of beforehand stuff during the stuff. And, um, and I guess what I'm really saying is that for, for the listener, if you're going to work with a sponsor, my suggestion is to, to pay for more than just the space. If you have the ability to, and it's something I share within my coaching program, when I help you to be more influential so that you can start attracting that capital. It's something that we work on one-on-one. So, I would love to help you or anyone else uh, bring in the right sponsors that can take care of even more than just the venue, even more than just 200 bucks. Cause like Gary said, it is actually very valuable to some of these attorneys that are making bank off of just one transaction. Just imagine if they just got one more, I think that there's a way to increase that, but I don't want to spend too much time on the podcast on that. If you're somebody who want, is curious about how to do that, give me a call. You just go to my calendar link. It's in the show notes right now. Just scroll down. It's in the calendar of notes. No problem. We can have a free call anytime you want. So let's move on to the next thing that I wanted to really mention where, where we started this podcast was around your $1.7 million. It was like 40 units. And now you somehow feel confident enough to go 10 times bigger. Now, here's the problem. Everyone else that I speak with on a regular basis, they'll, they'll, they'll set up that calendar call with me. And they'll call and they'll, they'll mention that they're doing a duplex. They'll mention that they're doing an eightplex. They'll mention they're doing a 15plex. They'll mention it's a little under a million bucks. And, and I always ask this question, why? Why are you going so small? And they're like, well, don't I have to do small baby steps? And so this is really what I wanted to get into with Gary is he went to the 1.7, which is a, a very big to a lot of people listening. And then he went to $15 million. First off, Gary, what's the raise on a $15 million property? So we're putting $1.4 million into the property. So our raise is 5.7 based on the loan proceeds we're going to get. $5.7 million is the raise. Let me say that again. It's not the purchase price. Right. It's not the purchase price. This is just what you're bringing in from passive investors. So Gary... There's going to be a lot of people that are like, I know I can't raise $5.7 million. They just, they, they already think that they can't. They already think that it's impossible. Um, they feel like it would be reckless. They feel like they would, they would get it under contract and they would feel good that they had it under contract, but they're like, I know I could never raise that. So how do you raise 5.7 on your second big syndication? Um, how do you do that? And how, how do we translate that to the listener who's like, their mind is blown and they really want some tactful, tactical in advice that's going to help move them and propel them to the next level? What would you say? How do you raise $5.0 million on your second deal? Okay, my secret is I can't raise $5.7 million either by myself. So building out a team, you know, I felt I knew I can raise comfortably 500000 on this deal. You know, I went from 
you know, uh, a couple hundred on the, on, the, on the last deal to half a million confidently. Now, was there upside that I can possibly get to a million? Yeah, but I, I don't want margin for error. I want to know what I can do. And then my business partner said he can do, you know, 1.3. And then we brought in other people that they're not just raising money, but can fill out that pipeline. And, and we were looking, you know, to to have the ability to raise, let's say, 6.5 million versus 5.7 because people are going to come short. They think they're going to do more or something happens. One of our sponsors, uh, one day before they were supposed to sell a property, uh, fell out of escrow. And, and he lost a lot of investors that way for our deal, you know, and so that set us back a little bit. But, but we had um, overage, you know, to make sure that we get there. And, and certainly it's, it's not easy even, you know, even though we plan for six and a half million. Um, it just takes time. And uh, the more deals we do, it'll happen quicker and quicker and quicker. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, and staying positive every day because, you know, you're looking at that money raise and people commit, uh, then they have to sign the docs, then they have to send it in and it takes time. It doesn't like, you know, just because they say they're in doesn't, the money doesn't magically show up in your account. You've got to stay on top of them. You've got to nudge them, you know, and finally the money gets in your account so you can close on this thing and, and start taking, uh, start implementing and, um, taking over the property. So it's, it's not easy, uh, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, you stay focused and you, you reach out to your network and then you keep expanding your network and you keep following up with people and you get there eventually. I agree with you. And if you're a passive investor listening to the show right now and you're thinking about how things work and how it's going to work, the biggest thing that I caution you about or want to instill in you is don't do this to sponsors you are partners and the if you want the sponsor to do what they say that they're going to do when they say they're then going to do it you got to do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it so if you say you're in i'm a passive investor i'm passive in more than a thousand doors and i'm going to continue to be passive in thousands more and whenever i have uh, an opportunity in front of me i want to give a quick yes or a quick no if i have the money it's much easier to say a quick yes. If I don't have the money, it's a quick no. There's no beating around the bush. There's no pretending. There's no, none of this. There's no, oh, I think that I'm going to get paid. It's just like, look, I don't have the liquidity right now, so I'm going to skip it. Or if you say, but when you say, yeah, I'm in, you got to be all in because this project they're expecting for you to do what you say you're going to do. And then when you fall short, it hurts a lot of other people. But the same thing happens on the sponsor side, on the general partner side. We want to be able to do for you whatever we say we're going to do. And it's a lot easier when other people also have that same integrity, that same care and compassion to making sure that they do what they say that they will do. But just, just sorry about my rant. Uh, we're not having like a problem with anybody right now, but I remember in my first couple of deals, I remember people being afraid to tell me no. And I felt like, man, I've got to just start by saying, look, you don't have to invest. I'm going to raise all the money. It's going to be easy. We're going to oversubscribe. So don't tell me if you're, don't say you're going to do it if you're not going to do it. There's just no reason to do that. I don't need your money. And um, when they finally started to realize that, 
is when they started to be like, okay, I'm all in or I'm all out. But for you as a past investor who's, who's brand new, who, who hasn't done that first deal yet, just pretty please for anyone out there, if you say you're going to be investing, you got to invest. You got to move fast. You got to read that PPM. It might be 60 pages. It might keep you up all night. But if you say you're going to do it, you got to do it and you got to wire the funds on time. Uh, we did have one past investor, won't name names, won't even name genders. But this person said that they would be in on three deals in a row and they never were in on any of the three and they held us up to the very end or past the end because we wanted to fulfill our end of the bargain uh, and and let them be a part of this thing even though we had closed it and they never did. And so I bet you anything you understand that I will never even, I took them off of our past investor list. They'll never see another deal again. I don't need their money and I don't need the stress. But anyways, all right. Thanks for the rant. Thanks for the rant. Gary, I want to know, and I'm interested to share with everybody what you already shared with me. What would you truly offer to somebody who's brand new and getting into the business? What do they need to know? Perseverance. You know, you got to keep, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be obstacles, you know, like in anything in life. So you got to keep going, keep learning, get into a mastermind group, get, be with like-minded people because that adds fuel. So I go to conferences, I'm involved in other groups and, and that, that, that energizes me at whenever I may feel like I'm, I'm hitting a wall and I feel so energized by being around other people. I'm always learning from other people, you know, and that's exciting to me. Should, should the listener, if they want to be successful in syndication, do they need to have a thought leader platform like you do? Yeah, I believe so. Absolutely. Cause, uh, it just makes, um, finding investors so much easier, you know? I mean, maybe if you, you were in the financial world and dealt, dealt with a lot of people that had a lot of money and maybe that, was the case for you and that's easy but for the most most people you need a thought leadership platform what are two tips and maybe they're tips that you learned at the raising money summit maybe they're tips that you learned before that but what are two tips for it sounds like i'm saying q tips what are two tips that you would give to the to the listener right now if if they're going to become a syndicator they're going to run the show what are two easy things that they can do to become a thought leader somehow Start a meetup, quite honestly. Um, create, a, uh, create a podcast. Um, you know, those are, those are two, two things. Create a blog. I mean, do what's best that, that uh, is, it feels natural to you, you know, and, and run, run with it and stay with it. Run with it and stay with it. I love that because consistency is so important when, when starting th- something like a meetup because you you're going to get a little bit of traction. Like um, Gary's been doing this for about five months, six months. Um, and he's getting tra- traction. Like there's no doubt about it. I mean, these things are selling out. They're, they're people standing room, room only, right? His first meetup at the one in, um, in Phoenix had 40 people. So he's doing something absolutely right. But he shouldn't stop now. I am likely to see that Gary's going to be running a meetup or a podcast or some type of thought leadership for the next 30 years. Is that right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you get, you get better over time, like in anything. So, um, you know, maybe my, my first meetup, I wasn't that good, but you know, again, I'll, I'll learn and find out what people want and, and I get more comfortable and whatever it is, but keep, keep at it. Absolutely. I love it. How do people find you? How do people get a hold of you, Gary? Yeah, my email is Gary at break of day capital break B R E A K. You can also, uh, Text me 310-592-2604. I'm happy to share some of our past uh, webinars with you. And I love talking real estate with uh, anyone. Awesome. Any, any other parting advice you want me to want to give to the listener? Um, yeah, well, per- perseverance and get with like-minded people because that, you know, you're, you're the average of the five uh, people that you're closest with. So make sure you surround yourself with good people. I'm glad I asked that question because that is genius advice. Gary, his, uh, his, his email and his phone number will be in the show notes. So if you weren't able to write that down, just kind of scroll down to the bottom. You'll see it in the show notes and just click on that button and start texting him and make him feel bad that he, he put that on the podcast. Text him so much. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box. Hey, it's Rod Cleef. I've got an incredible three-day boot camp coming up in Los Angeles. It's January 17th, 18th, and 19th. It's just me with super successful investors like Adam teaching you about this exciting multifamily business. We also teach you how to take massive freaking action with what you learn. So if you're an Adam Adams listener, use that code ADAMADAMS to get $100 off your already very reasonably priced tickets. Now go to rodinlosangeles.com and use the code ADAMADAMS. And Adam and I will look forward to seeing you there.